Basic. Welcome back to The Daily Drum on WHUR Sirius XM Channel 141, 96.3 HD2 and 98.3 FM. This is the Inside Segment. I'm Harold Fisher. What are you doing to stay safe during the holiday shopping season? Well, you have reason to be concerned. As we reported earlier, D.C. has reached the 250 homicide mark. The most in 20 years. Carjackings in the region are skyrocketing and people across the DMV are focused on crime in retail areas. And happening right now, D.C.'s police chief is meeting with Ward 1 residents. Bowie State University is hosting a community forum about crime in Prince George's County. What can you do to make it through the holidays without being a victim? Well, tonight... We are sharing tips and strategies. My guest is Dr. Dimitri Cornegay, a former Montgomery County police lieutenant, licensed clinical professional counselor, and founder and executive director of Men Under Construction. Lines are open. Give us a call at 202-319-7810, 202-319-7810. You can X me at HFisher, W-H-U-R, or find me on Instagram at Harold T. Fisher. And by the way, tonight... I'd like to hear from our listeners. I want to know what you are doing to make sure that you stay safe during this holiday season. And how are you feeling during this season about the crime issues in your community? Again, lines are open at 202-319-7810, 202-319-7810. Dr. Cornegay, good to see you again. Happy holidays to you. Same thing to you, and thank you for having me, Harold. Sure thing. Uh, Holidays, as I just said, aren't really happy. People are on edge. How would you characterize what is happening right now in the DMV when it comes to holiday crime? We're we're in the season. Mm -hmm. Well, you peak, and what's happening is you've got a People who know who they are, and we know who they are, we being the law enforcement community, you have individuals who are know that people are walking around here with money. There's a sale on at this place, that place. You've got kids. That are, the problem is you're dealing with a group of kids who are not happy, who are not happy. You know, I know it sounds wild, drastically simplistic, but the idea is when you have an unhappy child, he's going to act out. And because they act out, they want the attention, they want to get involved in something, and unfortunately get involved in the wrong things. And what we tried to do, and what we got, we've got to be solution-oriented, because we are the adults in the room. That's one of the things we, we're, I'm real big on, solution-oriented. Having the adults in the room, having at least one of the people who do not suffer from low self-esteem, say, when someone says, hey, man, let's go do this, uh, no, I don't think we should. Because mm-hmm. this ain't going to turn out right. And, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? And usually you'll find that if we have one person in the room, now they're going to catch a lot of heat. And if they don't have enough self-esteem is a big word. But if people say, you know, the peer pressure and peer pressure goes for forever and ever. Amen. We've seen that in everybody. Everybody succumbs one way or another to some sort of peer pressure unless and until they have enough self-esteem to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Why? Because look at all the things that could go wrong with this. And it's just our luck. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and I'm not down with it. And the next thing you know, everybody's talking about, did you hear about such and such and what happened to him? And everybody thinks they're going to get away with it until they're standing in front of that judge and they start counting out years and forms of months. And I think they do it meanly. I think it'd be mean doing that because that makes it sound a lot longer. 
If you say you're going to lock somebody up for 36 months, that's a whole lot longer. That sounds a whole lot rougher than three years. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you say, and it, you, it never changes. They start crying and get upset. I have taken people to the detention center and I've asked them, okay, why did you do this? And have you thought about that, that lady that you robbed? She, she's a mother. So how would you feel if somebody robbed your mom? Oh, I ain't gonna have that. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, now you're getting mad and loud. But now you just got somebody, you just made somebody's list. You're gonna have strangers looking for you. Mm. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, that's an excellent summary of just where we are and some of the things that we are seeing. And, and solving that problem obviously is long term. Mm -hmm. But between November 28th <laughs> and the many happy returns of the week in January of 2024. Mm -hmm. What do you suggest that people do? And I, I've got a laundry list of things that have been suggested by local police departments. Right. And to be quite honest, some of them are, are disturbing to me because it says this is where we are. Right. So just throw out a couple of things okay. that, that first come to mind for people to, you know, to, to stay safe. I'll tell you what I do. All right. Whenever I go out with my wife, I'm her chauffeur right now. So, because <laughs> she had just had surgery. So, mm -hmm. the idea is whenever we get ready to go out, I'm in charge of security. So, you got to be thinking about the same thing. If you're in charge of your security for your family, what are you thinking about? Okay, when we get to the car, what are the first five things you got to do? First, you got to lock the car door. Hopefully, the car is still there when you get there mm -hmm. because the windows could have been bust out if you left valuables sitting on the seat. You got to remember, people don't have the same value system. What do you mean? What do you mean by that is you wouldn't bust that window because you know how much it costs to pay for that car. But you got a lot of people that don't care. All they know is they look in there, they see something that they might want, they'll bust the window and try and take something out of there. So what you got to do is start thinking about if you want to avoid what we always, they told us in the police academy, if you want to avoid being a victim, you got to start thinking like a suspect. What that means is... Wow, yeah, what does that mean? What does that mean? Okay, where can you do a crime? What kind of evil can you, harm can you do? Does somebody look like a victim? Not too long ago, there was a book called Tally's Corner. It's a, Tally's Corner, a study of Negro street corner men. Came out in the 60s. I read it when I was in my sociology class, and it talked about D.C., and one of the things that stood out more prevalent when you're walking out personally, if you look like you're afraid of where you are, ne'er-do-wells and people of that, that ilk are more accustomed to just stepping over and messing with you, stepping to you, becoming more aggressive to you. So what am I saying? You got to have a look on you like, look, this ain't the day. Now, that doesn't mean, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not the one. <laughs> exactly. You I give them the, I'm not the one <laughs> Precisely. attitude. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. You got to have that. And sometimes you can have that air about you like, no, no, uh-uh. You know, and that way that lets some because there's so many other people who are so blind to what's going on around them. So when you go outside, home is your home is home base. Mm -hmm. Home. There's a reason home is home base. It's a place you should feel secure and safe. And when you don't feel secure, there's nothing like not feeling secure when you leave things open or your windows open or where you can look into the window like it's a display case and people will bust your window go in your house and take your stuff. I had a friend of mine who actually is a chief of police for Morgan State. He's a, and he was telling me about it. He said, you got to remember who we are. When we say we're going shopping, we go down to the store in the mall. When they say they're going shopping, they're going to your house 
<laughs> they mm-hmm. go and they go in the mall, but they don't have intent, any intention at all of paying for anything. Mm-hmm. So what you got to do is stop and think about: Am I making this amenable for them to come in and take my stuff? Mm-hmm. So in other words, sometimes the curtains need to be closed. Sometimes you know you had automatic lights to come on to make the house look lived in. There are things you can do to avoid being set up or being a victim. That's the key. You got to have that 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 survivor mentality where you're seeing everything you're looking straight ahead but your peripheral vision is working you're looking for reflections what's going on behind you all sorts of things you got to know where you are think about it you're responsible for taking care of your wife and kids when they go out they're just looking for you you're the man blah 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 blah. the kids are just oblivious to, to everything and i've got two grandsons now and the thing is i'm trying to get them used to starting to learn how to protect mom my daughter instead of her protecting them being the mama bear. In other words, I'm letting my oldest son, Justin, know, listen, you got to start looking out for mom now. What would you do if somebody grabbed her purse? You got to stay close to her. You just can't do the things that you usually do, like run off in the store and this, that, the other. You got to look and protect her and make sure she's okay. You, you look who approaches her. You yeah. just mentioned, and, and, and I'm talking about techniques mm-hmm. now. Uh, mindset is important. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you really laid that out very well but when you talk about techniques you talked about reflections Mm -hmm. i would imagine that's not just in mirrors but in anything yes anything you take the survivor will be the one who can find anything in any kind of way to survive that circumstance you're going to find a way to get through this you're going to find a way if if it's a mirror it could be the water on the ground it could be this that the other if you got a feeling that something's not right you have survived hundreds of thousands of years by listening to the angels who your mother or your grandmothers prayed for you. Mm -hmm. They prayed for you to get to this point. That angel comes to you and whispers in your ear whether or not you want to realize it or not, saying, I wouldn't go that way. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. do this way. Look up at at the last minute and you look up and say, he almost hit me. He almost did this. They almost did that. And see, that way you survive. That's how you survive. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Let me, um, I, I need to go to the phone lines in just a bit. We are Talking about staying safe during the holiday shopping season. How do you make it through without being a victim? Lines are open at 202-319-7810, 202-319-7810. I want to hear from our listeners tonight your thoughts about what's happening and what you are doing to make sure that you stay safe during the holiday shopping season. Betsy. Calling from Burtonsville, Maryland. Betsy, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Thank you. Sure. Um, you know, I understand the, the importance of uh, safety during the holidays. However, these young people today, are a lot of them, not all of them, are full of anger. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just so taken back by the fact that they're so angry. And <clears throat> what we need to do <clears throat> is we have to go back to basics where they have to get educated and parents have to take more control over their children. Why are these parents allowing these children to just run the street and run wild? It all starts in the home. And you can't just have children and let them run wild. You have to teach your child. Betsy, let me ask you... um you know, you are you know up there in you know, up in Burtonsville in Montgomery County. What are you doing to make sure that during the holidays you are not a victim when you are on the street? What what's your mindset? Well, 
I'm using precaution, that's for sure. If I'm in the car, when I go to the car, I make sure that I look all around and underneath the car before I get in. That's one thing. Uh, another thing is I'm very careful about what, when I'm walking. You know, I used to walk and at night I don't do that anymore. I'm very careful about that. Um, the crime rate where I am is, is there. There are things that happen. You don't always hear about it in in Montgomery County. You don't always hear about it. You know, I look in the papers. I look for information. <clears throat> but a lot of things do happen and you don't hear about it. And, um, you know, somebody might have been killed and you don't hear about it in Montgomery County. However, you know, we have to be very uh, diligent because I was going to the mall one day and I saw this man looking at me. I was in Staples, and I saw him in Staples. And then when I left the store in Staples and I went to another store, he was right there. On the, when I got out of my car, he was right there on my heel. Mm. On my, yeah, it was. It was scary. And I turned around and I yelled. I became very defensive. And I said, what do you want? Very loud. And I screamed real loud. And he ran. You know, mm -hmm. there's, there's no question in my mind he was going to rob me. There was no question. Mm. But it's like the gentleman said, I became defensive. You have to use your defense. Yeah. And I said, well, it's either him or me, and I'm not getting in the car with anybody. <laughs> yeah, and, there you go. Betsy, yeah. thank you so much for your, your phone call, and, and stay safe. 202-319-7810. Uh, 202-319-7810. We are talking about how to make it through the holidays without being a crime victim, sharing tips and strategies. So, Betsy, if if I'm not the one was a person, mm -hmm. that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's Betsy. Betsy was absolutely right. She took on a defensive posture. She called attention to what was going on because most people, most thieves, gypsies, tramps, and thieves want to act in total, in total quiet and silence. They don't want anybody to know what's going on. So if you call attention to what's going on, and that's why I'm so surprised because everybody's got these phones now. Mm -hmm. If you want, you could have that phone and just have it going the entire time. Yeah. And say, okay, I'm going to press send and don't say anything else to me because I'm going to press send and it's going straight to the police department or somebody I know that's going to send it to the police department. You've got also, if you want, you can you have that locator. There's a location thing in the phone. You also have the ability to just call attention to, like she said, get loud. Get loud. You know, they can look at you like you're crazy, but I mean... You they, you ran him off. Well, better to be looked upon as crazy, <laughs> it's insane, and, exactly. and, and live to 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 fight another day. Yeah, but she made another good point. A lot of it's the parents. You got to. I'm sorry. Uh, you have a lot of people who are, and I, you have to look at it this way. Having been a police officer, I did have the opportunity to see that you had a lot of people who were working so hard to keep people in the house and keep people fed that they don't have time to do parenting, mm -hmm. which is bad. You have to parent. Oh, uh -huh. You have to parent your child because the fact is, I remember just reflecting on my parents. My father was one of 14. My mm. mother was the oldest of eight. And it was like, my mother was, I'm not going to have no hooligans in my house. Okay. You know, I'm not, if you go to jail, I'm not going to come see you. But, and, and, <laughs> and, I, and I get your point, but, but as it relates to this discussion, mm -hmm. We have hoodlums. Yes, we have. There and and two twelve, that, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen-year-old hoodlums. Exactly. And one of the things that um, I, I did want to really focus on, and this this information came from from DC Police um, several weeks ago, and 
they've suggested, as you talked about, you know, making sure your car your car doors are locked, particularly right. like when you get in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is and this is in reference to, to carjacking. Um, now, avoid driving alone when possible, especially at night. That's How do you high, do that? That's yeah. a high bar. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a very high, high bar. Um, you, what you have to do is be willing to call attention to yourself because, once again, they don't want attention. If you can't arm, if you don't want to arm yourself with a firearm and get a concealed carry permit, then what you want to do is get some, some pepper spray. Yeah, hold and that point because mm-hmm. I do want to talk about the pepper spray issue as well. Also, Denise in Waldorf, Marvin in Upper Marlboro, Ken in Upper Marlboro, stay on the line. Do not hang up. We're going to be coming to you after the break. We are giving tips for how you can stay safe during the holiday shopping season. Stay with us. The Daily Drum will continue on Sirius XM channel 141. Lines are still open at 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. If you can't get through, keep trying. I promise we will get to you. I'm Harold Fisher. We'll be back with more of this conversation in just a bit. Welcome back to The Daily Drum on Sirius XM Channel 141. I'm Harold Fisher. Tonight, we're asking, what can you do to make it through the holidays without being a victim of crime? We are sharing tips and strategies. My guest tonight is Dr. Dimitri Cornegay, a former Montgomery County Police Lieutenant, licensed clinical professional counselor, as well as founder and executive director of Men Under Construction. Lines are open at 202-319-7810, 202-319-7810. Before we go back to the phone lines and before we talk about the pepper spray, I still want to get through this piece about the carjacking because the pepper spray thing is also important. Um, one of the other things that DC police are recommending allow yourself enough room to maneuver around other cars in case you need to drive off Mm -hmm. in this traffic that's going to be kind of (laughs) difficult you're absolutely right it's going to be difficult but you're thinking about life and death and depending on what they have in the hand so many times you might be you might be more willing to run into other cars Mm -hmm. just as long as they're not occupied depending upon what they have in their hand if you feel that you're doing what you're doing is saving your life because the individual approaching you has in his hands, his or her hands, I got to be fair, uh, a firearm, then you got to decide what you're going to do and what kind of steps you're going to take to get away from there. It's better to sit and t- t- tell what happened later than to be a victim and not being able to tell anybody anything. Mm-hmm. And what you want to do is, like I said, there's a survival clause. You should be looking at, no matter where you go, you're looking out. Like I said, if you want to be, avoid being a victim, you got to think like a suspect. Who would attack me? How could they attack me from here? Where would they come from? As you approach your car, are they coming up from behind me? Am I listening? This earphone thing? No, no. One earphone in the air. Mm-hmm. The other one, let it dangle wherever. Because you don't need to know your, hear your favorite song so bad that you become a victim of assault, battery, and you know, purse snatching, robbery, that sort of thing. But I've also got to say that if they've got, it's what's in their hands that can hurt you. So what you're doing is they can yell at all you want, but I'm looking at your hands. And if I can see you got something in your hands that might hurt me, it's better to give that up than to lose your life. You can always be a good witness. You can always be a good person that makes sure that you get them later. 
You don't want to be a victim. We're not trying to tell you, go coaching you to be a victim. But what we are telling you is you have to look out for yourself and all your loved ones around you as well. Yeah. Because a lot of people aren't doing that. What they're doing is just walking up blindly, la di da di da just you know, not thinking about what's going on. And the next thing you know, out of nowhere, there's this ne'er do well or this bad guy that's sticking a gun in their face or a knife in their face or saying, Give me your purse and they hadn't even thought about it. I see I don't know how many times I've gone to <laughs> I won't say the grocery stores, but a lot of grocery stores and I say, Ma'am, you really shouldn't leave your purse in that that in, grocery in the baby cart seat, like that. In the exactly. baby seat area. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. You shouldn't leave that. Well, who are you to tell me that I get cussed out? Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, ma'am, I'm just trying to save you some trouble. Yeah, because not only do I see your double mint gum, but I see your cash. Exactly. You're leaving yeah. it up at the top right there. Now, some people don't like that, and they don't like being reminded that they're being careless. But, you know, like saying law enforcement, I'd rather you, you, you thought about it now than have to be mad about it later. And a lot of people don't. And when we're talking prevention here, and when we're talking prevention, that means, okay, People know this time of year, everybody's buying gifts and they're looking at the trees and they want to break into houses. Why? Because there's gifts under the tree. But see, what you can do for that is, and and believe it or not, I think they still do it. A lot of police departments will come out if you ask for a home security survey. And I Mm -hmm. think D.C. does it. Montgomery County, I know, does it. I think Prince George's County does it. I don't know about uh, the, the ones across the water in Virginia. But you can ask for an officer to come out and do a home security survey of your entire home, your residence. And they can tell you exactly what you need to do to make your home, quote unquote, burglar proof. Yeah. Now, the problem is there's nothing like it. I got to tell you, Harold, um, you feel violated. When you come home and someone's broken in your house and someone came in your house uninvited. Yeah, been there, done that. Yeah, Yeah, It's a very, very disconcerting, disquieting feeling. Exactly. Yes. You don't want to. And the same happens for people that have been robbed. They go out into the street and they don't want they don't want who can come around anymore. And you're scared of everybody. Yeah. Suddenly you're scared of everybody and anyone that comes around you because of the fact that he might want to rob me. This might be, you know, everybody's not looking to do that. But there's always a certain few. And and if you can feel you. You get it. You develop the feeling. The idea is like, okay, something's not right about this. And then when you feel that way, you just move walk back out of it. Yeah. Let me go to the phone lines. 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. Denise, calling from Waldorf. Thanks for calling. Denise, what's on your mind? Hi. Hi, um, Harold um, and your panel. My comment is my son is 24, and from the time he was 11, 12, I had him in church. He was involved. My, my parents was very involved with him. He was in sports. I kept him active. He never went anywhere that I didn't know where he was going without me. And as far as staying safe during the holidays or any time of the year, I don't carry cash. When I'm out, I use a cheap purse. I don't carry my um, expensive purse because I don't need anybody snatching up one of my good purses and, and I'll get away with it. And... And I walk fast, you know, I get in and get out. I don't mess around while I'm, you know, not in my car. As soon as I get in my car, I lock my doors and I turn the car on and I get out of there. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for that, Denise. I appreciate it. 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. Marvin calling from Upper Marlboro. Marvin, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Marvin, are you there? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, one of the things I want to touch on is sometimes you can have children that are getting proper teaching and proper upbringing in the home. But as soon as they leave the home and they get out there 
amongst their so-called friends, associates, they get, they get influenced by the negativity mm-hmm. that corresponds with the children who doesn't have the proper upbringing in the home. So if you really want to determine or if you really want to take a look at the destiny of which way your child might be going, look at the type of people they, they hang around. Right. Okay, and that'll give you a real good uh, 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 insight on the direction that they're going. Also, for me, everybody, when I come outside that door, everybody's suspect, man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I understand that, Marvin, but let me ask you this. Are you raising a leader or a follower? Because if this is your child in the house, this is your child. What you want to do is instill in them the characteristics of a lead, of a leader. So then when they are surrounded by those people and they will be confronted like we were, you're confronted by those people who just can't do wrong right. You know, they're going to get up in your face all the time. But when you know what the difference between wrong and right, and as King said a long time ago, the time was always right to do what's right. So you can't get away from that. And they might not like them. Of course, there's going to be pressure. You tell them what's going on ahead of time because you're dead. And you're saying, okay, a lot of people ain't going to like you because they know you're going you're gonna to develop a reputation for doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, Marvin, thank you so much for your phone call. 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. Ken, calling from Upper Marlboro. Ken, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Yeah, what I, what I wanted to find out is what, what are the defense mechanisms for if you're driving a very expensive car, and especially at night? I mean, should I, I don't, the thing I, I never get is if I'm driving through, and I'm not afraid of any neighborhood that I'm driving through, but I, I become very defensive and I'm, I'm very alert when I'm, when I'm looking around. But when I get to a light, that's when I'm looking at every mirror. I want to see who's coming up beside me. I want to see what car is pulling up beside me. What, uh, should we, uh, I, I don't even want to get into this. Uh, is, is there, I don't, when you guys talk about firearms, I don't know, should I go out and get a firearm or should I, I don't want to do that because I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to hurt anyone. Exactly. Um, for that matter. Well, two, uh, you, you've asked two questions, Ken. Let's talk about the mm-hmm. first one. Uh, expensive car or hoopty, it's, it's, right. it's still yours. Exactly. And, and so let's just talk about that part. It is yours. You work for it. You paid for it. It, does, it doesn't matter. Um, one of the things that has become an issue, again, that police are reporting is that carjackers are doing this rear-end bump right. thing. Talk to me ab- about that, Dr. Cornegay, quickly, and w- and how you should address it, because I think that's one of the things that, that Ken is putting a fine point on. They do that in, on purpose. They you know have a little bump, fender bender, and then the next thing you know, you're going to get out the car, and before you know it, you're looking at the gun in your face. But if you have that fender bender there, what you want to do is you you still get, if your car is movable, you still have the, the ability to determine where we're going to meet up at. In other words, to discuss this. That means you don't have to stop in the middle of the street. You should sometimes, depend, if, it's, if, if he hits you so hard that the car won't move, well, then that, that he failed his purpose. But we're not but, talking about but, you know, that. We're not talking yeah, about that. We're, we're talking about making sure it's a lighted area. You know, before they even get a chance to get out the car, because you'll see him, like, they get out the car to go, look, uh, I'm going to a lighted area. Follow me. You know, you can you, you just crack the window. I'm going to a lighted area. Follow me. And if you know where there's a police station nearby, pull into the police station parking lot. If you know where there's a fire station, pull into the fire station parking lot. Pull into somewhere that has cameras like a 
a, a gas station, a filling station, somewhere that's got cameras that they've got a good picture of you and them. And then you can start talking about whether or not you want to exchange information, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Because that way, the, think about it this way. The more witnesses you have to the incident, the less likely these people are going to do something really stupid. And the more likely somebody's going to call the authorities if they choose to do something stupid. The and and the issue of of firearms and I I looked this information up last year in the state of Maryland there were eighty five thousand this is twenty twenty two eighty five thousand concealed carry permit applications mm -hmm. as of. May of this year, and this is just in the state of Maryland, May 31st of this year, there were 35,000 concealed carry permits. This is according to Maryland State Police. Mm -hmm. So I'll let you advise Ken on this this gun thing. Well, okay, Ken, here's the first thing I want to say. I have a daughter. I had a daughter. And the thing is, when she was coming up, I did. I told her the same thing. My father, who was a Metropolitan Police officer, told me, if anybody ever comes up, one of your friends, and shows you, hey, look what I got, and they've got their parents' gun or a gun they found somewhere, tell them to put it away as you are leaving to go home. Don't argue with them, because what's going to happen, it always does, is, man, you you scared, blah, blah, blah. And they're formally in the phone with the gun. They've shot somebody. I was at Rabot Junior High School in D.C. when we lost one of my classmates because someone found a gun. And they were just showing, you know, what the gun what the gun does. Now, having been a police officer's son, like I said before, my father called us all together, my siblings and I. And they said, okay, this is a gun. This is how it works. Leave it alone and don't ever touch it. Now, he believed that we would never touch it. <laughs> go near it. Go near it. I can say, honestly, between my sisters and my brother and I, I don't think anybody went through it because he took the time to explain to us. And plus, he took us out into the woods and showed us what a gun can do. And you, it's not like in cartoons when you pull the trigger and the bullet goes all these other places. It hurts someone. And even as a police officer, the first thing you think about is when you shoot, or even if you have to shoot somebody and it's a good, righteous shoot, the question is going to always be, did you look at the backstop? Who was behind the person you were going to shoot? Because the chances are that projectile that you fire might go through that person and hit somebody else that you didn't mean to hit. I have friends all the time who tell me, I've got a gun, I got a gun. This said, what kind of gun you got? Well, I got an AK-47. Man, you live in... <laughs> yeah, but, let, but <laughs> let's... But, uh, but, right. Exactly. But, now, let, but let's... Ken is asking. Mm -hmm. Should he get a gun? Should he get a gun? Why are... Do you own a... Well, how do you feel about having a gun, Ken? Well, that would be my and, question. And, and, yeah. he, and he just said, mm -hmm. I don't want to hurt anybody. Exactly. Well, then that means you don't want to... I don't think that you want to get a firearm. You could get a stun gun. You could get a... A, a firearm is final. It's okay. final. A stun gun could be final as well because it causes a heart less attack. Likely. Less likely. Yeah. It's not less. It's less lethal, and that's the key. How lethal do you want to be? You know, some of us right. have to have these things because what you're doing is you're protecting yourself and your family. But then you've got to be willing to take on all of the heat that comes with that, yeah. and a lot of heat comes with you. Yeah, uh, definitely your decision, Ken. Something, something uh, that you should think about because gun ownership is. A, a real huge responsibility. Yes, it is. Uh, be safe out right. there, Ken. Thank you so right. much for your phone. Well, women, did that answer his question? No, I uh, he's gone. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, let me go back to the phone lines 202 319 7810. 
202-319-7810. Hey, Rico, calling from Germantown. What's up, buddy? Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Good Thank evening, you for sir. bringing up such an important topic. Harold always does uh, that. I just um, I'm, uh, <laughs> mentioned that uh, I grew up in the South Bronx in, uh, in the born in the 60s and lived there through the crack epidemic. And this is worse than then, uh, simply because back then they were robbing to get high. You couldn't even leave four quarters visible in your vehicle because they would literally smash a window to grab those four quarters. Mm -hmm. Today, we don't see a purpose for and this. The problem. And that is a big question. And today I had a conversation. Who are these kids' parents? And I would think it would be the grandparents the grandchildren of what were the crack babies back born around the 80s because there is really no answer as to what is the motivation the back motiv then it was for high it's for getting high and feeling that need um that was my comment now i just want to say in terms of protecting yourself you know i agree in my house, I am the protector. Uh, I have always had that sense of vigilance. And my kids, uh, both who are out the house now, they are always aware of their surroundings. They know where not to go. And even though they are aware, they still have to be cautious just going into a mall, just stopping at a gas station. True. Um, you have to be aware. Yeah. We talk about them. Uh, if you're getting out of the gas station to my daughter or my son, you park the car, you turn it off, you grab the key, you have your check card in your hand, you place that uh, car in drive, and you lock the doors as soon as you open the gas tank, and you're not on your cell phone. Right, right. When you're walking. Important point. Yeah, when, when you're walking to and from a store, you have your bags in your hand. Well, you know what? Have your bags in front of you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not looking at the cell phone. Um, you stay out of dark corners. You stay out of dark areas. If you have to go somewhere and it's dark, if you can, try not to be alone. Yeah. My daughter uh, lives close to Baltimore. She's in and out the city. I feel good about that because she has grown up being aware of her surroundings. Yeah. Rico, thank you so much, man, for giving us a call. I, I appreciate it. I've uh, got a lot of folks uh, yeah. calling in. Joe, calling from Waldorf. Thanks for calling, Joe. What's on your mind? Joe, are you there? Joe, give me a call back if you can. So, Rico brought up some things, mm -hmm. and this is another tip that I think is really important. Gas stations. Yes. Uh, when you're filling up, do you sit in your car? Do you stand lock by your the car door? Well, I saw someone do something very great. I mean, you lock your car door. You know, if there's somebody in the car, tell them to lock it anyway. You you pumping your gas. Somebody might jump out and try to try to you know pull you know pull the door. They're going to try and go to the door first to see if you, on the other side to see if they can get in. And I saw this one lady take the gas pump, gas pump and throw the gas on them and yeah. their car. Yeah. You know, which made them really flammable. 
<laughs> and, uh, hey, you know, I, what, hey, under desperate times, call for desperate, desperate measures. And see, that's the thing. You know, what are you going to say? Well, they did this. They were trying to steal my car. I didn't know what they were going to do. So I defended myself. You had a right to do that. Now, Rico was really on point, you know, with some of the things he said. I had an uncle who was also a police officer and my Uncle James. And I never forget when I was going away to college. He said, I can tell you not to go, but you're going to go anyway. So when you go into the clubs or when you go places, be looking out for the exits. That would be the first thing you do, look for an exit. Also, you know, make sure it's a working exit because you can open the door and be a brick wall that just had the exit sign over the top of it. Plus, look for the loud mouth. The one that talks the most trash is going to be the one with the gun or the one that's contemplating how they can get away. In other words, you got to study people. you got to read. He's telling me you got to be able to read a room. You know, when you come in there, because you can't just be blind to what's going on. And they were telling me this when I was just a crazy kid, crazy college kid. But Rico is right on point. You, you do come in, you look up, you look, you survey your area. You have to do that. Most intelligent, informed people will do that. They will get a read for the room and say, get a feel for the room, for the, for the house, for the place, for the store. It's like, hmm, it's, it's something, something's not right here. And if mm -hmm. they feel it, they'll know to back out. Those are the survivors. And what we're trying to do. And thank you, Harold. You're trying to make people survivors. Mm -hmm. You're making people survivors. You, you got to figure out when you come in, when you show up at a place, you know, what's going on. If something doesn't feel right about this, no, we'll see you a little bit later. Yeah, <laughs> let's let, let's go somewhere else. Exactly. Where, for people who do want to do their holiday shopping, what time of day um, would, you, would you recommend? And I almost forgot. We do need to talk about this pepper spray thing. But first, you know, what, you know, what time of day? Usually when it's most populated, because like I said, once again, these people don't like witnesses. And if you, do pull, if you pull a stunt like this in front of everybody, then everybody's going to have, well, I saw it, officer, I saw it, your honor, I saw this, that, the other. And they're going to tell because people are going to come forward. The problem we have with, is with a lot of the kids is um, in psychological terms, uh, from Alfred Adler says a misbehaving child is a discouraged child. So. If you want to know why they're misbehaving, because like Rico alluded to, there are things that they just, they used to be drug problems, but now they're just going wild and out. But I think what you have is a, an, there's a, a vacuum about what a man is. A lot of these folks don't have anybody to tell them what a man is. Mm -hmm. And because they don't, and so, and then they listen to the music, and you're not a man unless you're in a gang, unless you're robbing somebody. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, and I've had to tell so many kids, particularly when they come to men under construction, one of the first things we tell them is, you lose, you might lose your manhood while you're sitting in jail. Yeah, well, then there's that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, the pepper spray thing, mm -hmm. which has uh, been in the news a, a lot lately. And, you know, we know, I mean, even when you know, I was a teenager, I knew that people had these little chemical spray things. Mm -hmm. But pepper spray is is a different kind of 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 thing it is deterrent it, it is a potent <laughs> deterrent mm -hmm. but my concern about that just like any other kind of other kind of weapon i mean pepper spray you you may be at the mercy of the wind mm -hmm. precisely your, your your thoughts about pepper spray pepper spray well i think for most women that go out running and i've gotten a couple of bottles bottles and vials of it for my daughter when she goes out running she tries to go out and run and exercise i could see that you could you also use it against dogs that might be attacking you as well you yeah know, like, think the, about that. like the uh, postal workers exactly do. like postal workers the idea with pepper spray is you know once again it's it's non-lethal you know a lot of them come with um what is that phosphorescent 
paint. Bless you. Phosphorus and paint that you can all not only tell who you sprayed, but you can see them by looking at them. Their face is pink or a bright red because mm-hmm. you sprayed them. And if they attacked you, you have a right to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and now there are a lot of people that don't have all the karate skills and necessary, you know, the, the MMA and all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, if you got pepper spray, at least you can defend yourself for a little while or at least disable the would-be attacker to the degree that it gives you a chance to get away from them. And that's usually what your objective is anyway. Let me go back to uh, the phone lines. Uh, Fee calling from Baltimore. Thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Hey, Harold T. Fisher. So thanks for taking my call. You know, I I love this guest. Um, As a person who drives Uber, I drive early in the morning. It's dark outside. I drive sometimes late at night. It's dark outside. Mm -hmm. So the, the thing that I do consistently is I start with my mindset. I don't live in fear. I don't show fear, and I do drive with my my doors locked, and whenever a passenger gets in my car, I always turn around and give eye contact, especially to men, and the other thing is I'm well equipped with with my my weapon, Mm -hmm. and so I feel confident that I know how to protect myself. The other thing is I'm constantly looking out of my peripheral, like I'm looking to the left, to the right. I'm always looking around, and I avoid certain areas in Baltimore, which is a lot of the areas that our people live in mm-hmm. that tend to pose um, an issue, a threat. Uh, they can sometimes be a little hostile and agitated, and all of the things that your guests talked about with the, you know, the aggression and the, the anger. Um, so, but again, I think. It starts with not living in fear and being mindful of your surroundings and being confident that if something goes down to the best of my ability, I'm going to be able to protect myself. Sound survival thinking. Yeah. Fee, thank you so much. Thank you so much for um, your your phone call. I, I appreciate it. I think it is a sad commentary on where we are right now. And I think Fee put a fine point on it where we as black people have to balance our safety with the social awareness precisely of of what is happening in our community mm-hmm. because you know i don't i don't want to be afraid of exactly us you shouldn't have to be because the, the these are, these these are my people this is me <laughs> So, but at the same time, if I go into you know a community where my people are, exactly. and we know that in some of our in some of our communities where our people are, mm-hmm. our people don't know how to act. Exactly. And I think, and, and I don't think that there is a solution um, when it is happening right here and there. But as Fee just said. Um, if you have to look at it from the perspective of not in our community, but just look at any community where things will give you pause. Harold, I really, I rarely disagree with you, but I got to disagree with you on this one. I think that we can do something about it. I think we I'm talking. Be- about, I'm talking about when I'm when I decide that I need to pick up a sweet potato pie from my from 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 my aunt Jesse's house right. in a community where I know that they yeah I, I'm not talking about the long oh, view. okay okay I'm talking I'm talking about what's happening 
as I said in the beginning, exactly. between November 28th and the first <laughs> week of January. January. Exactly. Let me go back to uh, the phone lines. Jane calling from D.C. Jane, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Hi, yeah, um, two points. Sure. I'm, I'm a little bit over the whole parenting. I, I think parents parent differently these days, and these parents today are just the type that a lot of them, not all of them, are just not aware or ignore what their kids do. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things that I do is, I don't know about every car, but my car, when I put it in park, the doors automatically unlock. So I automatically lock them back up again. And mm-hmm. if I park in front of my house, if somebody's walking up the street, I don't get out. If I have not already parked, I keep driving. Or if I park and I have not gotten out and I see another car coming down the street, if my lights are on in the car, they're coming off and I'm just sitting there hoping that they don't see me and don't have any ill intent involved. It's just the way we have to live today, and it's sad, but it is. Yeah. Jane, thank you so much um, for your phone call. A final thing, and, and I think, again, we are talking about the the biggest concern right now is, the, it, is this carjacking right. thing. Mm-hmm. What are your final thoughts about how to really make sure that that you don't become a carjacking victim. Remain intense about your surroundings. If you see something that's just, that looks out of the ordinary, drive around the block again. Look at these things and these people. Look with, you know, like I said, look for where people might be able to hide to approach you. What's in their hands? What are they coming at you with in their hands? You can always explain away why you sprayed somebody, <laughs> you know, as opposed to why you shot somebody. That's another thing. But you've got these kids have to be taught that there are consequences and repercussions, as they say, for for your actions. And, you know, so many times everybody's bad and big and bad when they're out in the street. But the moment that you stand in front of a judge and they're starting to tell you how much time you got for what you did, all of a sudden they're crying. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. If I could only take it back. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to hear that. And plus, you've got to stop. Especially the, pe- especially the victims. The, the, in, that's in the a victim's you, victim family. Life, yeah. They don't want to hear that. But so what we've got to do is get nip it in the bud, so to speak. We get them while they're young. Get them to the point where, okay, we're going to teach you your history. We're going to let you build your self-esteem so you don't feel like you have to become a thief. A, a person who steals cars, who takes other things, people that don't, things that don't belong to them. Yeah. And we want to get you to the point where you actually become a law responsible, law abiding citizen and don't see that as a square because yeah. too many people, I mean, we've been to the music. I'm the coolest. I'm this, I'm that, this. No, 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 no. They wind up in jail. You don't know it, but they wind up in jail. And then you want to have somebody, then nobody's going to come see you. Yeah. You know, so rather than be a returning citizen and I've spoken to them, the guys in jail as well, rather than have to go through all that and jump through all those hoops, because that's another thing, you know, black male trying to find a job. You know, we yeah, should be hard off by itself. Yeah, and and it, it is better for them to find a legitimate job than to have their job um, be that of a career exactly. criminal. Dr. Dimitri Cornegay, thank you so much for talking Thanks, to man. us. Be safe during the holidays. You too, man, always. That is the Daily Drum for this Tuesday, November 28th. I'm Harold Fisher. Good night. <laughs>